Welcome to the 2023 version of the 30 to 1 MLB Countdown Previews brought to you by JohnPielli.com and the Passball Show. For those of you that don't know, we just play around with the over-unders as they're set for every given season. We've been doing it since the year of 2012. And I've come up with expected records for each one of the 30 MLB teams. And I'm giving a little bit of a team preview in inverse order of where I have them ranked from 1 to 30 in regards to win-loss record. Sitting here at number 23 is a team that's won the World Series championship in 1997 and also in 2003. They've been part of Major League Baseball since 1993, and that is the Miami Marlins, who last year in the year of 2022 finished with a 69-93 and record under manager Don Mattingly. Don has since moved on to become the bench coach of the Toronto Blue Jays, and he's been replaced with Skip Schumacher. The Marlins, going from last year to this year, have lost first baseman Jesus Aguiar, shortstop Miguel Rojas, infielder, outfielder Brian Anderson, and outfielder J.J. Blade, along with starting pitcher Pablo Lopez, reliever Richard Blyer, and pitchers Eliezer Hernandez and Jeff Brigham. They've added this year... AL batting champion Luis Arise to play second base, infielder Gene Segura, pitcher Johnny Cueto, left-hand reliever A.J. Puck, shortstop Jose Iglesias, and also right-hand pitcher Matt Barnes. Puck and Barnes are going to be part of the mix as the Marlins try to piece together a bullpen to get towards the end of the game, but they are led by the Cy Young Award winner from the 2022 season, and that's Sandy Alcantara. And Alcantara really came into his own last season, taking the National League by storm, is easily right now one of the top five or ten best starting pitchers in Major League Baseball. He's capable on a season-in, season-out basis of striking out more than 200 batters in a season. But what stands out about him last year was his real ability to go deep into games. And Don Mattingly really rode him down the stretch, even though the Marlins weren't in much of a pennant race. But Alcantara really has taken, um, I guess you could say, the the stones of the Marlins rotation. He's going to be joined by the veteran Cueto, who you know is going to enjoy going and pitching for the for the Marlins down in Florida. The next best pitcher, I believe, in that staff is Edward Cabrera. I've watched him over the last couple of years kind of come into his own, and I think this is going to be a real breakout season for him. Jesus Lazardo, Trevor Rogers, and Braxton Garrett are going to round out the rotation in some way, shape, or form, and Cabrera may even start the season as a number four or a number five, or even on the outside looking in when it comes to being uh, a starting, rota- uh, starting rotation piece for them. But I think by the middle or the end of the season, you're going to see him move up towards the top of the rotation. He's got a lively fastball. I believe he has ace type of stuff. And if the Marlins are going to surprise somebody this year, mainly me, it's going to be with Cabrera kind of taking a similar step to what Alcantara took last year. Now, do you, am I saying that Edward Cabrera is going to be in the race or the running for Cy Young Award? 
Maybe not this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened down the road. If you look at the team's bullpen, there's a major competition this year for the 8th and ninth inning spots. Uh, Tanner Scott, who has spent a lot of time in the ninth inning for the Marlins over the past year or so, is probably the leading candidate. Puck comes over in a trade for J.J. Bladé with the Oakland Athletics. J.T. Charzois comes over from, I believe, the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, he's got a live arm, could certainly play that role. Dylan Floro's been with the team the last couple of years, came over from the Dodgers. Stephen Okert, and then the before-mentioned Matt Barnes, who obviously has experience closing for the Boston Red Sox. Now, if I'm looking at the Marlins lineup, I know there's a lot of talent here, and I'm going to kind of go against the grain, whether it's MLB.com or some other projections, because if I was putting the Marlins lineup together, I would be starting out with John Birdie somewhere, and then Brian De La Cruz playing somewhere else. Now, there's a lot of mock lineups that are out there that don't have either one of those players in it. And I think the Marlins, if they're going to be at their best this season, they're going to need a lot of GPs and a lot of uh, at-bats for John Birdie, who led the league last year in the National League in stolen bases. Obviously, with the change in the stolen base rules and the pitchers being able to throw over to first, I think it's a great opportunity for Birdie to be a pest. And his best way of doing that is being in the lineup every day. He can play a number of different positions. Yeah, you look at shortstop maybe, a little bit of second base. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, who's going to be moving from the infield to the outfield, was playing second base last year. You know, you're going to have a rise there, who I think is going to be towards the top of the lineup somewhere. The lineup's going to be pretty interesting because you look at Avesiel Garcia, who may be batting sixth or seventh or eighth in their lineup because they do have some depth. Jorge Soler, if he's healthy for a full season, provides them some power. Garrett Cooper is going to be sharing first base a little bit with Yoli Gurriel, who comes over from the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Gene Segura, great veteran presence, comes over from the Phillies. He played in the World Series last year. So there's a lot of options in regards to how you're going to put this starting lineup together. But the key for the Marlins, if they're going to have any success this year, is going to be a lot of at-bats for Birdie, a lot of at-bats for Brian De La Cruz, who I think can become a mainstay in a team's lineup this year. Um, Jesus Sanchez, who could play a little first base, a little outfield, and Joey Wendell are probably their two top options off the bench. Um, Jacob Stallings is going to be the starting catcher for them with Brian Fortes backing him up again. Garrett Hampson makes the team out of spring training. I think he was a non-roster invite, a little bit of utility player. Skip Schumacher in his first year as manager is going to have a chance to move a lot of different players around. Um, Jake Magum, who came over from the Mets in a trade for Eliezer Hernandez and Jeff Brigham, uh, could get an opportunity to play a little bit of outfield. I see the outfield's going to be a little crowded, especially with Chisholm playing there, especially with my expectations that Brian De La Cruz is going to get a lot of PT. So if there's an injury, I think it's a good opportunity for, for Magum to play. In regards to the Marlins' top prospects, I like Yuri Perez. Watched him throw in spring training. He's got such a lively fastball. He just needs a couple more innings. Maybe a little start in the minor leagues this year. He could be in the mix when it comes to the rotation by midseason or the end of the season. Jacob Berry, who's their number two prospect, was the number six overall pick in the 2022 draft at high school. Probably isn't going to be up in the major leagues for a while, but 
at, looks to be the third baseman of the future. Max Meyer made his major league debut this past season, was a 2020 first-round draft pick, number three overall. You could see him this year. I'm very intrigued about three players that are in the top 11 when it comes to the Marlins and prospects, and all came over in separate trades. Jacob Amaya, who had a very good year in the minors with the Dodgers last year, came over in a trade for Miguel Rojas. I could see him having an impact. I could see him being major league ready. Perhaps you, know, you look at a rise. Perhaps you look at Amaya as the double play tandem of the future. And we haven't even really spoken a lot about a rise winning the batting title last year with the Toronto. I'm sorry, the Minnesota Twins, and coming over in a trade for Pablo Sanchez. Um, that could be your double play combination of the future. Jordan Groshans came over last year in a trade for, um, I believe it was uh, Anthony Bass and uh, uh, Yimi Garcia. Uh, he's going to have a good chance to get some at-bats. He might make the Major League roster. He might not, but he, he's a very promising prospect. Could possibly be a third baseman of the future. And Sixto Sanchez, who's battled some injuries since coming over from the Phillies in a JT Real Muto trade. Um, you know, as long as he could, you know, stay healthy, get healthy, his arm is lively, and I could see it being part of the mix when it comes to the Marlins. The outlook, listen, there's a lot of promise. I think there's a lot to be excited about if you're the Marlins. They could be a pesky team, they could be a pesky team, they could be a real pain in the ass. Um, if you're looking at a team in the NL East, maybe it's the Mets, maybe it's the Phillies, maybe it's the Braves. Whatever one happens to be in third place in that division and might be fighting for one of the wild card spots, I could see the Marlins really being that team that could be the determination of whether they get in the playoffs or not. Unfortunately, it's not going to be the Marlins getting in the playoffs. This is another rebuilding season. This is a year that I think they're gonna they're gonna figure out a lot. They're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of different players that could be part of the future, and we may weed out some players that may not be. But Alcantara, Edward Cabrera, perhaps by by year's end, Yuri Perez, could very well provide a formidable one through three in their rotation that can make them a legitimate contender in a 2024 season. This is the 30-1 MLB Countdown previews, the Miami Marlins, who in the 2023 season, I predict will have the 23rd best record in Major League Baseball at 72-90. and 90. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side.